to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone, and happy Easter. So glad you've joined us on one of our religious holidays today. If it is true that God is living its life through us, how do you think God has viewed this last year in terms of humanity? You know, we've had kind of a special year uh, this year in the midst of a pandemic, many of us isolating to some degree in our homes and away from family and businesses. Many, many businesses allowing their workers to be working at home. Quite a different picture of humanity, I would guess, that God is getting as God does live through us this last year. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit today, but I think the place to start is an Easter reading. So I'm reading from Luke 24, where it describes the resurrection. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, must be crucified and on the third day raised again? And then they did remember his words. So when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and others with them who told the apostles this. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Well, today we're going to talk not only about the resurrection of Jesus, but also the resurrection of our own hearts and our own souls. So what has this year been like for you? The other day I had the occasion to look up the idea of hibernation in the, in the encyclopedia. And so uh, let me read a little bit about what it says uh, to be hibernating. It says, uh, a state of minimal activity and metabolic depression. Hibernation is a way that animals conserve energy to survive adverse conditions. I think they described me. I think this last winter, really in some ways this last year, I've been in a kind of hibernation because of the adverse conditions out in the world. I, I have withdrawn from a lot of what's going on in my life, although I've done my best to participate on Zoom. And of course, I get to be with you all on Sundays. You know, it's not quite the same. There is still that element of isolation. It, it does feel like I've been hibernating, like I've taken myself away and hidden up in a cave. Well, Easter, of course, uh, designed by the early Christian fathers of the church, designed to be in this time of year and to follow the lunar cycles as it relates to the planting of new life. They wanted that, that symbol of resurrection in Jesus to also be the symbol of new life for the planet. 
And so that's what I'm asking us to consider today. Not only is this a holiday where we celebrate the rebirth or the resurrection of the Christ spirit into the world, I think it's time that we also celebrate a bit of our of our own personal resurrection. We celebrate our own ability to move move past to come out of hibernation if you will. Now I'm I'm not going overboard here. I'm not suggesting that we become unsafe in our in our personal practices. I, I mean I'm fully aware that the pandemic is uh, is still working in the world. And although I'm senior enough that I've now had my shots, I recognize that most of the world has not been so lucky in that regard. And so, of course, I'm going to continue wearing my mask. I'm going to do what's necessary to be safe and to make sure others around me are safe. And and at the same time, I think that God working through each one of us deserves to have a springtime, deserves to have more life, deserves to have some liveliness going on in the world. A note of things that go along with animals in hibernation. So for an animal in hibernation, their heart rate slows. Of course, they've isolated themselves, even away from their mates, totally isolated, totally by themselves, shut down for a long period of time. Well, if you have felt that in any way, today my invitation is to wake up a little bit. My invitation is to follow that teachings of the master teacher Jesus as he he was resurrected, as he came to new life, intentionally scheduled in the year to coincide with some of the early pagan rituals around rebirth and renewal and spring planting. Very clearly, it was meant to not only be a symbol of our spiritual rebirth, but also a welcoming in of newness. And so I would like to offer you a personal kind of awakening this year, and and we'll get there in just a moment, but I think I need to do my Easter joke. I have to admit, this is a repeat from, I think, four years ago, but it so fits in with my talk today and what we're going to do that I hope you don't mind a, a repeat of one of my favorite Easter jokes. So it's almost Holy Week, and the Sunday school teacher thinks it would be a grand idea to test her students a bit. Sarah, can you tell me why we celebrate Easter and the resurrection? Well, Sarah frowns a little bit, but finally says, that's the holiday, I think, where we gather around the table with our families, we eat good food, and everybody says how grateful they are. Oh, the teacher frowns. No, no, Sarah, that's Thanksgiving. That's not even a religious holiday. So then she turns to Joey and asks the same question. Joey replies, I know this. It's really the opposite of what Sarah said. It's when we put ashes on our foreheads and we have to skip eating meat every Friday for a whole month. Well, the teacher brightens a little bit. At least Joey's on the right track. That's Ash Wednesday and Lent. It is a religious holiday. You're getting very close. But there must be someone here who really knows about Easter and the resurrection. Amanda, what about you? Well, little Amanda sits up straight and says, Easter is the holiday we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ after his crucifixion by the Romans. The teacher beams. Go on, she says. So after Jesus' death, they took him down from the cross, wrapped him in a shroud, and put him in a cave. And then they rolled a rock in front of the entrance. Then we wait. If he comes out in three days and sees his shadow, there's going to be six more weeks of winter.
And so I'd like to suggest that we don't need six more weeks of winter. I'd like to suggest that it is time for us to step into newness for the year. And so I would like to guide you in a meditation. I've asked our accompanist, Ken, if he'd be willing to accompany us on this little bit of a journey. And so I ask you just to sit comfortably. Let's begin just by noticing our breath. We breathe in and we breathe out all day long, but we seldom pay much attention to it. So I invite you just to feel your breath as it comes in. Just notice it in your nostrils as you breathe in. Breathe in fully and then exhale. Notice that you can control your breathing. You can make it slower or faster. You can make it more deep or more shallow. Just notice your breathing for a moment as you settle comfortably in your chairs. We breathe in and we breathe out. We breathe in and we breathe out. With each breath, allow the outside world to just fade fade into the background the small sights and sound of the outside world, of our homes and apartments, just allow them to seem less present and allow that internal world, the world of ideas, the world of thoughts and images, our imagination, just allow that inner world to become more active. In this meditation, we're going to start by imagining ourselves in a completely safe environment. It might be your home. It might be right where you're sitting right now. It might be a home that you lived in before, maybe as a child. It might be a sacred place in nature. It might be a place entirely of your own imagination. What I know about this place, though, is that it is safe. It is a place where you feel comfortable and secure. Allow your creativity to color in the sights and sounds of this sanctuary in your heart, this secure home or safe place. What does it look like? As you look around, just notice the little things that make up this sacred space. How does it feel to be there? Effortless, easy, safe. In this safe place, we can truly be ourselves. We can explore our thoughts and beliefs without worrying about what other people might think. We can try out new ideas without any criticism. It's a safe place for newness as well as what has gone before. Today within the sanctuary of your heart and your mind, let us evaluate the, the winter that we're coming out of and the previous year. 
Ask yourself how it's been. Have you felt like you've been hibernating a bit? How has this last year treated you? It's probably been a mixture of positive and negative experiences. But I ask you what stands out. Have there been one or two things that you would really like to change? If this coming year is going to be different than the previous year, are there one or two things about this last year that you would do differently or change for this coming year? I invite you just to picture maybe one of the negative aspects of this last year. It may involve physical or mental pain. It may involve money issues or issues of the heart. It may involve your family or your work. Just choose a negative aspect to this last year and hold it in your mind's eye just as though it were floating in front of you. There it is. There's that disappointment or that hurt. You've brought it out of your mind, out of your heart, and there it is just in front of you in your mind's eye. There's that negative situation. And now I'd like you to imagine it receding into the distance. You can see it fading out, fading off. Now it's at the horizon. Now it has completely disappeared. You know, our mind is a marvelous tool. We have the capability of doing exactly that to the things that have already happened. They're not real anymore. They are just thoughts and feelings in our mind and in our heart. And if we choose, we can simply allow them to recede into nothingness. Continue to bring up any troubling issues that bothered you this last year. It might have been worry about the COVID virus. It may be physical discomfort. It might have been the loss of friends or money. They're all in the past. You can easily just view them one by one in front of you and just bid them farewell. If you need these thoughts or ideas, you can always welcome them back. But, but for now, for now, let's release them into the nothingness of the past. They are now powerless to cause you any further harm. And they're powerless to have an influence on today and tomorrow. Take another breath and just notice how you're feeling. As we continue to breathe slowly and fully, just notice if any change has occurred. You're still in your safe and supportive sanctuary. You've released anything in this past year that has been troubling you. And know that if other things should come up later, you have the power to release them. The past no longer is holding you back 
or limiting your forward movement, you are free. Now I'd like to ask you a question to contemplate. It's a question of renewal, a question of rebirth. It's a question designed to allow you to move confidently forward. It can set you upon a course of evolution of greater life. Every person will answer the question differently and the different answers will be perfect for each one. Just allow the answers to the questions to, to just go where they will. They may be answered with symbols or flashes of insight. It may be pictures or words. Know that there are no wrong answers and that the answers don't even have to make immediate sense. Here is the question. What one thing would you like to change about your life in 2021? What one thing, if it were changed or healed or enhanced, would make all the difference? What one thing would you like to change about your life in this coming year? We ask and we listen. When you have that one thing in your mind, we have one step left in our resurrection today, the actual resurrection of your heart and your spirit. Imagine, if you will, that this change has already successfully been made. Imagine that your life is forever changed. Now you don't need to know how this change came about will allow God to take care of that. But the change has been made. The healing is complete. The condition is improved. Your life is whole and joyous. Use your imagination now to picture your changed life. What is it like? How does it feel to have this change? How has the change rippled through the various areas of your life, your relationships, your health? Notice all the positive aspects of this wonderful change. Picture them all in your mind. See yourself in the midst of them and feel the effect of them. How do you feel? Joyous, free, loved, abundant, alive, whole. This is your resurrection. You have moved beyond the past. You've moved out of hibernation. You've moved beyond whatever has kept you in your place, in that sameness in that limited nature and you are now free 
But a resurrection is also a sacred covenant with God. And covenants have two parts. One part that you must keep and one that God will also keep. God's part of the covenant is to fill in the how this will happen. God's good pleasure is always to bring you the most magnificent life that you can live. It is God's good pleasure truly to bring you the kingdom of heaven. That includes all the newness that you desire, the changes that you desire, the love, the peace, the joy. If you can think of it, God is willing to bring it to you. God has that power and that presence to make these changes. And in a sacred covenant, that is God's job. But you must fulfill your part of the covenant as well. You must agree to be guided by spirit and to allow the past to remain in the past. It is your job to keep moving those old fears and old troubles out onto the horizon. It's not God's job. It's, it's your job to accept your life as it is, but ready to move forward. The covenant is simple. You allow the past to remain the past, and Spirit will bring you your heart's desire. And so I invite you to begin noticing the room around you a little bit. You can give an inward thanks to your communion with your higher self. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'm so glad that you chose to join us on Easter. It is truly a, a symbol of resurrection. It is truly a symbol of new life. And what I know about new life is that it depends upon new thinking and new thoughts. In the Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes is famous for building a mental equivalent. And, and what I've walked you through in our meditation is how we can build a mental equivalent of a better life, a more powerful life, a more loving life, a more abundant life. And so in order for us to realize our dreams for this year, in order for us to experience that resurrection, part of what is necessary is to be okay with what has happened, to be okay and accept uh, wearing masks and doing what's necessary to keep us safe. But it's also to put aside the, the feelings of oppression or of smallness, the feelings of less than or things being out of control or, or ambiguity. It's to allow that part of us just to fade out onto the distance. As I guided you in the meditation, our troubles, our, our smallness, our, our self-doubt, our worries, if we can allow them to fade into the distance, then truly the resurrection promised us through Scripture is available to us. That newness, that mental equivalent can be fulfilled. Well, I do have a bit of homework for you today. You, you knew it would be coming. Take a piece of paper and write down your desired resurrection. 
Write down the newness that you would like to see coming for you this year. It might be an improvement in a relationship. It might be an improvement in your work or working conditions. It might be more abundance in your life. It might be the reparation of, uh, of something that's uh, harmful or hurtful going on. It could be a healing in your body, a physical healing. But what I would like you to do is write down the newness that you would like to experience in this year. And then you can use that, if you choose, on a daily basis as a, as a sort of a compass. Did you take steps towards that today? Is it something that is active in your life? Because what I know is that when our dreams are active in our life, that is where God steps in. That is where our fondest dreams are literally brought about in ways that we can't even imagine. God, so much more creative than I am as a a mere human being, right? God can truly always find ways of bringing more life and more love into our world. And so let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life. It is all of a part. There is a a grand unity of all things that includes that Christ spirit that 2,000 and some years ago was reborn on this day. And it includes me as well. There is a rebirth in me, a willingness to try new things, a willingness to let go of the past and step forward into a newer version of myself that is more loving, more gracious, more abundant more one with the people around me. And as it is true for me, I know without question that it is true for everyone. Each of us has the occasion that that symbolic rebirth today of choosing a brighter life, a life more filled with love, more filled with companionship, I know we can still keep ourselves safe. I know that we can do the things we need to do in the world so that there is safety and security and health for for ourselves and the people around us. And at the same time, the newness, the connection, the love that we desire is also ours. And the ability to find that can be part of that covenant that we have with Spirit. Each of us can say to ourselves, I will let the past be past, and I will allow God to find the way forward into a brighter and more loving future. For this clarity in my own mind and for this opportunity for all of us to to witness a rebirth, I give great thanks. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for joining us for Easter. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. 
If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.